This is the Mornington Peninsula Regional Gallery special episode of practical and inspirational advice for artists by artists featured in our 2018 exhibition program and podcast series. Hello and welcome to the Mornington Peninsula Regional Gallery's conversation series, a podcast for people curious about art and the lives of artists. In this episode, we have compiled advice for artists from 14 Australian artists who have recently exhibited at MPRG. Discover what they wish they knew when they were just starting out as an artist. First up is Rafat Ishek, who works across painting, installation and site-specific drawing. His practice is informed by architecture and his Arabic cultural heritage. It's interesting, and I was having this discussion just last night with an academic from RMIT, and we were talking about how art school is very different to, say, any other school that we're dealing with individuals, we're dealing with personalities. It's where, actually, people matter most in comparison to, say, medicine, where it's all just very straightforward, or engineering. There are certain things you've got to learn, and you've got to pass them, and you've got to get your degree. I think making art is a really personal enterprise to begin with, and it's quite subjective almost to the point that every student gets a custom-designed education for their three years undergrad. So in a sense, the advice I give tends to be the same advice I may have received that was very good for me, or advice that I'll continue to give myself. And really the main thing is to just be incredibly patient, because you might for young artists find that things will happen around them that do not involve them or do not, I guess, acknowledge them even as artists. They just have to wait, and they just have to wait patiently. It could take a really long time, but as long as they don't compromise and make sure that they get what they're actually setting out to get. So really convoluted advice. It's not really advice. It's just telling people to be really patient and not compromise. Otherwise, they might as well go and get a job at Macca's because it's really straightforward and easy and you get well paid, so. John Campbell uses graphic design and typography to turn everyday language and slang into text-based paintings. I think, I mean, it's the cliche, but you have to be prepared to work hard at this. You know, it's not easy, but that's fine. But you've got to be prepared to stay with it and you have to be prepared for disappointment in it or not getting the things you think you deserve. It's a long journey being an artist and I think you've got to be prepared to stay in for the long journey like you know artists can get attention in the early days it goes up and down in my experience and still does and you kind of got to be prepared for that and I think if you can handle that then you'll be okay you know you can keep going and hopefully maintain a life as an artist. Andrew Hazelwinkle makes photographs, sculpture, installations and moving images. I remember a really good piece of advice that I was given when I was at art school by a mentor that I had. And he said, Andrew, if you make things that take a long time to make, make things simultaneously that are really quick. If you're making things at a really big scale, make simultaneously things that are of an intimate scale. Always work across the full spectrum of whatever it is that you're doing, be it temporally, be it in terms of scale or any other aspect. And I guess that's something that I I don't always keep front of mind, but listening to your question, it's made me reflect on that. Working on a project for this amount of time, and a lot of that time was spent planning and thinking, woven into it are works, individual works, which are literally captured in a one hundredth of a second, 
you know, so practically, mechanically, things were happening at a very fast rate within a spectrum that was very, very, very slow. There is also this thing of when you're working on a project for this amount of time, things happen in your own life. Things happen around you and things happen to you. And those things invariably become woven into your project, your work, if the work is open. But I would also suggest developing practical strategies for keeping going. It's not always easy to sustain the practice and it's the sustaining of the practice which is really important, the staying with it and just finding ways to keep going. I mean, sometimes we all know this, there are times when the amount of time available to devote to our practice ebbs because of other life matters. And then there are times when we can see an opportunity to spend some more time on the practice and making work. So I think those two things are things that I would really encourage people to meditate on, you know, working at both ends of all spectrums and finding ways to keep going. Kylie Stillman is best known for her book sculptures and wood carvings. It's really hard to know how things have changed and what's relevant now. And my advice probably sounds really old-fashioned. But I think being able to find work that you enjoy to support your practice is something I would advise. Because if your practice is purely non-financial, you have so much more freedom in what you make and you will be surprised by what comes back when you produce work that is purely from a non-commercial perspective. And it does give you enormous freedom. And I think that you can often see work that is trying to fit a market. And if you're making work that's just purely coming from you and you're being yourself and you're not concerned about making an exhibition for it to sell, then you're more likely to produce something that's of great worth and great interest to people. And I think that that's certainly more rewarding. James Tyler and Laura Wills were the winners of the Mornington Peninsula Regional Gallery's 2018 National Works on Paper Prize. James Tyler draws on his Aboriginal, European and Maori heritage to examine cultural identity in his experimental and historical photographic processes. And Laura Wills practices a diverse range of media, from drawing to installation, media arts and community projects. I don't know, following your passion might seem like a cop-out, but it is really like... Unless you're an artist that gets lucky and makes lots of money, which doesn't seem to be really what it is to be a professional artist. A professional artist is driven by your passion solely and that will be the thing that gets you through, I think. If you are going to be an artist and you choose to dedicate your life because it's a struggle, it's not easy. And I think that it's essentially passion should be the first thing and the second thing is if you choose maybe to do things that are overtly new cutting edge or political is to just find confidence within that and just follow your passion and just look at the end goal and not necessarily get caught up in what people think i think with social media social critiques in art schools can be really hard to deal with and it can be a struggle but i think if you have something that's really important say if it's an issue within society if that's your end goal go for that because i think that at the end of the day is the most important maybe you can't change the world as an artist some artists have particularly i think of like the aboriginal flag or the bark petitions they all have definitely made a pretty important and substantial contribution to australia so i think that as an artist you can 
make small changes and I think it's really important if you have something that's really important to say, say it, you know. And I would also say get out there and meet people and talk to people and talk to people about what you're doing and find other artists that are doing things that you connect with and also think about having a practice that might not just be what you think is having an art practice which is exhibiting and selling work commercially because I think it's much more interesting to have a practice that also involves collaboration and community projects, participatory artworks and other types of ways that you can work as an artist in society talking about things. Rosie Weiss is a Mornington Peninsula-based artist and educator. Well, it's interesting, actually, because I have a daughter who's 22, my oldest daughter, who's just starting out in a drama career. And it's the same sort of advice that I give her that I give to any young artist, I think, is that you probably need to make work that you really want to make not work that someone else thinks might be the right thing for you to do but things that really affect you and you probably need to get work out into group shows as fast as you can even if that means becoming a curator or whatever it takes to network and get out there but also that it's a lifetime you know you're an artist for a lifetime so it doesn't all have to happen straight away that your day job might end up being the inspiration for the work in the future kind of thing. So I don't think it's easy, you know, being a young artist at all. But from what I see, there's some fantastic work going on. So it's all happening out there. Catherine Hatton's practice encompasses drawing, collage, printmaking and sculpture centred on ideas of domesticity, family and self. I don't know. I think I'd partly say get your money sorted. Don't rely on it like... For, for that but also I know you just have to really want to do it it's like I mean I had that with my son who I kept saying I knew that he wanted to be an artist from when he was two but he didn't really and so it was like but I never said do it like I would not say it to anyone you have to really want to do it I think that's and I think it's kind of nuts too Danica Chappell explores the malleability of analogue photography to create unique abstract works. Oh, put your runners on and go for it. Just keep going. And I think that's the advice that was always sort of drummed into us by many of our lecturers is, yeah, keep going, you know, keep going, keep exploring, keep pushing it. And I think also find a space where you can freely explore your ideas, really. Catherine Truman's practice incorporates contemporary jewellery, objects, digital image and film installation, with a focus on the parallels between artistic process and scientific method. Oh, hold on to your passion no matter what. And this is, might be a cliché, but for me it's absolutely true. Listen to your heart, not always your head. <laughs> it's really important nowadays. And you have to kind of learn a pathway through to believe in yourself and to always reflect on what you've done in the past, what you're doing at present and how that's going to influence your future in terms of the arts. Hang in there. It's worth it. Natasha Bianek is renowned for her miniature oil paintings. Primarily I think you need to work hard and certainly say yes to opportunities when they present themselves, even if that scares you. I would say you need to get out of your comfort zone and certainly connect with other artists and lean on them for advice and support. I think it's really important to have a solid network around you. I think you have to be okay with 
being a bit poor <laughs> and in the early stages living on things like toast and baked beans. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's one of those things where you either have that drive to pursue it or you don't because it is a very difficult profession. So yeah, you have to really want to do it to carry on with it, for sure. Vipu Sivilasa is a ceramic artist who creates contemporary porcelain sculptures and vessels that transmit a universal message about cross-cultural experiences. There's so many advice. <laughs> I think I, I read a whole lot of books and talk with so many people about how to get advanced in the art career. The, most of the time it's come to the conclusion it's just got to keep making good work. That's the only thing. There might be a few little shortcuts here and there, like you, know, you go out a lot more often, meeting with creators and gallery owners, or you be like visible on social media, and that kind of help. But if your work is not good, no matter what you do, it just doesn't go anywhere. Chris Bond's practice involves the invention and embodiment of fictional artists and writers. In his painting practice, this is often realised in imagined books, magazines and correspondence. Yikes. I mean, you just have to, this sounds very obvious, but you have to just want to do things. If you have motivation, that is all you need. One of the problems is funding, obviously. If your work doesn't have a commercial aspect or if the work isn't fundable through arts bodies, you're going to need to seek other employment and it's difficult. But it's something most artists in Australia experience. The key is to stick to what you're doing. I got some interesting advice from Danny Moynihan, actually, when I was back at RMIT. He was one of the lecturers there. Uh, He's a a well-known Australian printmaker. And he said, where possible, avoid fads. There'll be painting will come into fashion. It'll go out of fashion. If you want to continue painting, you keep painting. You do what you want to do, despite the context in which it's made. And that's probably good advice that could be passed on. Christian Capuro works with a diverse range of media, including film, drawing, photography, print, installation and a long-term collaborative project. In some respects, the only thing that has to be there is a desire and a curiosity. And uh, in, in some respects, a blind faith that all of this visual culture that is around us, which is made by all of these people that exists, that one can actually have your own head within that and not be satisfied with all these other things that people make. That one can embrace that and fashion something from within that which isn't secondhand. And to have that blind faith and to be incredibly dogged. And to find people who care about what you do and care about you for a start because <laughs> without that <laughs> you're on your own. And you, you know, you've got to be on your own, but you also need other sorts of connections to the world. And it's how you fashion those connections and you keep them solid that matters. Thanks for listening to our special compilation episode. Mornington Peninsula Regional Gallery is the region's major cultural facility and is supported by Mornington Peninsula Shire and other partners. Visit mprg.mornpen.vic.gov.au to find out about our latest exhibitions and events. We would like to thank the Gordon Darling Foundation for supporting our 2018 exhibition program series of podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode.